Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Well, into this maelstrom of insanity, we bring my friend Bo Deedle. Bo, welcome back. How are you? Hey, Bob. It's just, it's so insane what's going on. And then I was looking, I was watching last night, I was watching that uh, Tucker Carlson, and they were talking about these people that uh, in, invaded the, uh, the Capitol, and they were in solitary confinement, and all these crazy, crazy things. These are people who breached into the Capitol, and they're treating them like they're terrorists that blew up the World Trade Center, and this is the only thing that they got. Now, this is a complete hold on with these vaccinations. It's all about one thing. It's the socialist values of control. Control, control, control. However they have to go about it, now they're talking with the vaccinations that they're going to do this. They'll fire you. But like you said, but what are, what are all the other people who are not getting the vaccinations doing? And then I'm hearing people getting the booster shot, including that shot, and he hasn't been seen or heard from. <laughs> we, we, got, <laughs> we had our California reporter sheet bring that into us the other day. <laughs> He's yeah. not been, we don't know where he is. <laughs> no, we it's just so funny and I've been I was gonna go get my booster shot. I got the two shots. I said, wait a second, slow it up a second. Let me check uh, my blood, have the blood check, see if I have uh, what level of antibodies in me. Maybe I don't have to get the booster. Why would I want to uh, over, overshoot the juice in me? I mean if I have enough juice in me now, well I want more juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> But I tell you, it, it, it is getting it is getting so crazy now. And now all of a sudden, what you just said, we have people in New York City. One African-American young man was gunned down and killed. Beautiful young boy actually graduated college. And uh, he was gunned down by this little punk uh, that uh, there was a judge named Boyle in the Bronx. <clears throat> let out. This little punk after an armed robbery where he shot somebody and he was on parole again. He released him on parole. And now all of a sudden he goes out and I have to laugh and I'm sorry for laughing, but it's just a, a nervous laugh. Well, it's absurdity. That, yeah. You know, 
it, it's crazy. And uh, and I, I again, I I beg your I beg my pardon, your pardon. I'm not laughing at that kid that got killed. I'm laughing at the, the ridiculousness of what's going on in this country. And it seems like it just keeps going down and down. Then I listened to this little moron, uh, Pete Budacek yesterday. I watched his news conference, and then all of a sudden. He came out with this new one. I love this one. Racism's built into the roads. Yep. So in other words, when they were building the roads and the underpasses are too low, that they were built specifically to keep blacks and Hispanics from going to the beach. <laughs> now, I got a little problem with that because how the hell do you know who's in that car? Also, <laughs> on the west, on the east of the drive, we have underpasses there that have, you can't bring trucks on there. So what were we trying to do keep the blacks and Hispanic off of the East River Drive too. This is the moronic syndrome of what's going on in our country. This is the same jerk that had two kids with his boyfriend there, and he couldn't be. We, we couldn't talk to him for about a month and a half. He, I think he was. He had this thing where he was nursing the kids with a fake booby or something. I don't even know what the hell's going on. It's so crazy. We're talking with Bo Deedle, former New York City cop, decorated cop, and uh, the head of his own investigative division uh, or company in uh, New York City. Bo, let's talk about New York City. Among some of the bright spots, not only was the election of in Virginia of the governor, the lieutenant governor and the attorney general, all Republicans. But in New York City, Eric Adams in the primary bested a bunch of left wing lunatics. And he's saying all the right things. A former uh, police captain, I believe, uh, the yes. Brooklyn Borough president and a friend of yours. Tell, tell us, uh, he's saying all the right things. You said, we'll wait and see, but I'm with him. How do you feel now? Well, you know, he's uh, he's not the mayor yet. I'm just praying. And uh, I was with him on election night at the election headquarters. Then we went to this club place and then we were together. And I really, uh, I pray, I pray that he does what he says he's going to do. And some of the good pointers that he's talking about is he might suspend this insanity of children have to wear masks to school where he came out and he said, you know what? Children, little young children are going to school. You have to be able to see if the child is smiling, see what is in his mind when you're talking to them. And by having a mask on, there's no interaction. I mean, he's saying the right thing. Let's just pray to God he does the right things because uh, New York City is really broken. And I said, you know what, Eric? You could be the hero of New York City. We're looking for a hero, and you could be him. Let's just pray that he does the right thing. Uh, you know, like anything is, we thought Joe Biden was going to be a moderate, remember? Yeah. Oh, Joe Biden, he's not going to be bad. He's not going to be as bad as so-and-so, as that nut from Vermont, that jerk, uh, what's his name there with Bernie. the wild hair? That, Bernie Bernie, take him to the dog track, Bernie. Uh, <laughs> and then we got Biden elected, and we thought, I said to myself, well, 
you know, I wanted Trump to be elected because I thought he was doing a good job, even though he was a, a divisionalist. He should have been more uh, inclusive with everybody, bringing everyone together. He lost, but I said, well, this ain't going to be so bad with Joe Biden because I know him 35, 40 years ago. Loved cops, loved, uh, you know, loved money. He's a typical politician, loves to steal money and, uh, have, <laughs> and get rich off of being a politician. So I figured that wouldn't be so bad. But now he's in full throttle. The funniest thing is the other day when he talked when they were talking about four hundred and fifty thousand for families that were separated over the border, he goes, That sound that is ridiculous. I never would be for that. And then yesterday he comes on pointing his finger. If you separated these kids, the last administration now he's blaming it on Trump, uh they will be uh, we will give them money for that. Is it, Bo, I mean, is it possible? You're, what is you're, going on with this guy? You're watching him. I knew him a little bit, too, before he became president. You're watching him, and yeah. he does, do you think he doesn't realize that the separation of children was put in place during the Obama-Biden administration? Do you think he doesn't <laughs> realize that? Did you, do you think that he knew if he had breakfast this morning? Come on, <laughs> give me a break. Come on. Bob, this man is brain dead. Come on, let's let's be real about it. You're thinking he knows. And then there was the other thing they were talking about as far as getting out of Iraq, how long it would take out of Iraq. And he goes, you know, that would take a full year because we have all our equipment there and we would never want to leave that behind so then the, the bad guys could use our equipment. And they, they had it on the radio today, his quote, I think it was yes. 2012 when he was talking that about it. they could kill it. our I, grandchildren, just, yeah. Yeah, it just goes on and on. And... Uh, I honestly, I throw my hands up, not knowing what the next shoe for. I was just happy to see our friend Don Lemon. Mr. Don Lemon, CNN, is now being accused of putting his hands down his own pants, playing with his ding-dong, and then putting his hand in a guy's face. I wanted this, I want CNN to investigate this and see if this is factual, because that's disgusting. <laughs> We're talking with Bo Deedle, former decorated New York City cop and the owner of Bo Deedle Associates uh, Agency, the investigative and detective agency in New York City. All right, Bo, let's get back to Eric Adams. Are you seeing the people, the mayor-elect of New York City, are you seeing good people uh, coming around him that are going to actually run the show? Are you seeing some good people that he's ready to put in place? Or is it too well, early? All I know is he was talking... He was talking about bringing back this guy Banks, who was in charge. I'm laughing again. Who was in charge of the homeless situation? Oh, uh, I wouldn't bring him back. I don't think he did too good of a damn job. <laughs> and I say, I'll say it right to Eric's face. I mean, we don't bring back more. You're as good as the people around you. If the people around you are not good, you're not good because you are who you hire. And I'm, he hasn't made any announcements yet, so we don't know what's coming. And certainly. I'm glad that we got rid of that uh, fellow who was from Mexico, Carranzo, our old former board of, board of education. Oh, what a, that what was a, a horse's moron. ass. That was man. a complete moron. Now he's making money. He's making money working for a company that did business with the city. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Nobody cares about that. Yeah, let's pray. That's all I say. Unreal. Bo, can you, can you hold with us through the break? 
Yeah, I want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. And yes, I've, 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 that's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about because I haven't really covered that. Bob Cadaro with Bo Deedle. Bo, tell us, uh, all right, and I want to just set the tone, uh, set the stage for a moment about this Kyle Rittenhouse trial. For those of you who don't know, he's the kid, he went with a rifle, why, I don't know, but he went with a rifle to uh, Kenosha where they had significant rioting, Kenosha, Wisconsin. He shot a couple of guys. What I'm seeing so far, Bo, is that even the victims are admitting it was reasonable self-defense. But tell us what your thoughts are on it. It's very, very, very simple. First of all, he supposedly went there to protect some of the store owners. They were being looted, burned, people were being robbed and all that. So he went there, I believe it was a legal rifle that he had with him. And then he, when he was there, he was attacked. He was attacked with one that pointed a gun at him, a pistol at him. And then that was when he fired his gun. They were hitting him. They were beating him up. And then yesterday, while he was on the stand, the main witness for the prosecution said that uh, that he pointed his gun at Kyle, that's when Kyle shot him. And I mean, right now, you will not see it in the news media. And I'm going to tell you something, as far as I'm concerned, is a thing when you're being attacked like that, and the guy's pointing a gun at you, there's a thing called self-defense. And uh, I just hope that this uh, is an intelligent jury and he gets acquitted. But I'm going to tell you also, what happened yesterday in the courtroom? You won't see it on the regular news media. It's being suffocated like anything because it was blown out. Now, I'd like to reverse it. I'd like to reverse it if it was a, a, a black man protecting stores there and a white gang of people came there with guns and they shot one of them. What do you think would have happened? Nothing. Yeah. My point is... Well, just like, on the, just like at the Capitol. I mean, it's it's yeah, getting exactly. crazy. There is no equal justice anymore. Right, and now you have these guys who are who are uh, will be treated like they're terrorists that blow up the World Trade Center, and they won't even allow them bail. I mean, what? I didn't see them shooting people. Yeah, absolutely nuts. Well, I, I mean, to me, if you're sitting on that jury, unless you are terribly biased. If the guy who got shot says I aimed a weapon at Rittenhouse, right? <laughs> it's that's the end of the case. Now I, you go right, further. And, he was, and, and if you look at the video, he was being assaulted. Yes. And then the one guy come out with a gun. Now he's trying to protect himself. That's called self-defense in America. How do we get to a prosecution uh, in that case to start with? Really? Right? I, I don't know. And I'll be honest with you. If there are fair jurors on that jury, I don't care if they're black, white, Asian, whatever they are, if it's going to be a fair jury, yes, they told the whole story. And I feel, I feel as though what you saw yesterday was the whole case. And that, that's the main witness. So that's, that's the way I feel. But then again, then again, <laughs> with what's going on, I wouldn't believe anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to be so cynical, but you know what? I'm getting like you, Bob. I'm real cynical. Yeah. I will believe anything, anything that you tell me about. And when people think that things go, oh, first of all, a couple of things. Tomorrow I want to, is the Marine Corps birthday. I started something about 17 years ago 
with seven guys, including John Meyer's son, who came back from Iraq. We had seven of us that day for the Marine Corps birthdays tomorrow, uh, November 10th. We had seven guys we started out. Right before the pandemic, we had over 440 guys had dinner. Tomorrow night we'll be there with probably over 400 Marines. And I want to say happy birthday to every Marine, but most important to every every veteran that's listening. I want to wish them the best. But tomorrow is the Marine Corps birthday, and I want to really send my heart and soul out to all the great Marines out there. Happy birthday to you guys. Thank you. And, and my son is a, my son is a marine, so I, I and my uncle a marine, so I'm all in on that one. And what a great prelude to Veterans Day, uh, November 10th, right. and then we go right into November 11th. We're going to do some special stuff that right. day. When we uh, think, you know what, Bobby, Bob, when we start thinking how bad it is, right? All this crap that's going on. I mean, now we're talking about we maybe can't even get turkeys for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> they're cutting off this pipeline, and now they're begging the Saudis for more oil. I mean, this, it's, it's, I have to laugh. I have to keep laughing because it's getting so insane. But I think about your listeners, when you think things are so bad, when you don't have enough money, there is one thing I want you to Google. And I, this is not a joke. His name is Polio Paul. When I was a kid in the 1950s, when I was born in 1950, we had to get our polio vaccines. There was a thing called an iron lung. If you develop polio, you had to be in this iron lung and able to breathe. This is a man, 75-year-old man, who's one of the last, I think, two or three left in an iron lung. He's still alive. He got college degrees. He could only write with his teeth. And his nickname is Polio Paul. And he's been in there. And when you look at his story, him getting a degree in college, everything, writing books with his teeth and all that. You say to yourself, wow, maybe my turkey will cost $200 this year, <laughs> but I'm certainly going to be able to eat it. But it's just a great story of, of life and someone who really has to work so hard just to breathe. And then you say to yourself, it ain't so bad, even yeah. with this friggin' idiot in the White House. It ain't so bad yet. <laughs> We're going that way. Polio, Paul, I want to send my love to you, and God bless you. <laughs> I looked, and, and you could find it very easily for the audience. You could find Polio, Paul, very, very easily. And, uh, yeah, great stuff. Oh, by the way, for the uh, members of the audience, anyone that wants a autographed copy... Of which one? One Tough Cop? One, one Tough Cop. Of One Tough Cop by Bo Deedle, about Bo Deedle. Uh, you you got to get in touch with him. At, what is it, Bo? What's the uh, email well, address? Anybody could call up the, they could call up the office, uh, 212-557-3334. Or you could get me online. It's easy. Investigations with an S.com. And uh, you just can request it, and we could get it out. And for, for just for the cost of the postage, investigations.com, uh, an autographed copy of Bo Deed, uh, the book about Bo Deedle that they made into a movie with Billy Baldwin. Uh, yeah. Not Billy Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen, Baldwin. Stephen was the boxing guy. I should know that. I should know Stephen Baldwin. But uh, all great stuff. But nobody can actually play Bo Deedle like Bo Deedle. 
<laughs> All I know is, Bob, it's always a pleasure because I know what you've gone through in your life. And, you know, uh, us as Americans today, all of us together, because uh, we're all one. We're not, we're not different than anybody. Everybody in America is the same. And what we're going through today, when we watch these flights, these midnight flights going into Westchester County <laughs> Airport, flying into Florida, then you get this guy who, here we go, I'm laughing at him, but I'm not laughing. He ended up killing somebody, and he was one of those illegals that came in the midnight flight. You know, this they're setting a, a scenario now where we're going to have a lot more problems in our country with all these people coming in. And I certainly don't think they're giving them the PCR test when they're arriving over the border. <laughs> no, 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 they're not. It's, and, and you're but I'm going, I'm it taking, is absurd. I'm taking my... I'm taking my grandson to the zoo, but they're requesting that I show him that I'm vaccinated. I can't even take my own grandson to the zoo without being vaccinated. My <laughs> gosh. Oh. Well, Bo Dito, thank you so much for being with us as always. I look forward to your next appearance here. You're the best, man. I love you guys, and God bless everybody. Just remember, just remember our friend there. Polio Paul. Polio. When you think things are really bad, <laughs> check out Polio Paul. Nice. Thanks, Bo. Talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. All right. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.